What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Theology and Worship Podcast, where we exist to equip worshipers for spirit and truth worship. Today, I want to talk about worshiping through anything, worshiping in any circumstance, worshiping amidst any situation. And I actually think that the Bible lays a theology for this, for God being worthy of worship in any situation. We, of course, want to start by uh, reminding you that the definition of worship is to ascribe worth or value to something outside of yourself. When we talk about worship, we're not just talking about music. We're talking about a lifestyle that is pointed towards Jesus, pointed towards the cross, always ascribing weight, worth, value to him, to something greater outside of ourself. So I wanted to talk through this idea about sometimes what do we do when we're not feeling it? What do we do when it seems like our emotions are just not there? I want to talk about worshiping through any situation. Um, I've been reading lately through the book of Psalms, and it's so interesting to watch. Like David is this archetype of worshiper. He's this you know, bar that we set up here for us to reach towards as a perfect worshiper, a perfect worship leader called by God, a man after his own heart. And I just noticed, this is so crazy that through the book of Psalms, he's worshiping through all of these circumstances and situations. He's worshiping when most of us would be cowering, hiding in a cave. And then you find out later that he actually is cowering, hiding in a cave while worshiping and writing these things down. And what does that tell me? That, that, that it's not about changing your heart. It's not about forcing your affections to a place that they're not. It's about changing your perspective. And I've learned through the journey of being a worship leader for 10, 20 years now that, you know what, it's okay to worship angry. That's okay. In fact, it could be very, very powerful. It's okay to worship as a weapon. Uh, it's okay to grab, grab that song and just thrust it at the enemy in anger and frustration at the ground that he has been taking around you and in the relationships that, that you find surrounding yourself. It's okay to be mad about that and to worship through that frustration. It's also okay to worship prophetically. And I'm not talking about prophetically spontaneously. I'm, I'm talking prophetically at like, I don't believe this now, but I'm worshiping to a time where I might believe it or where I'm going, I will believe it. And I'm declaring in this moment that this song, I don't feel like it's true right now. I don't feel like you're moving right now, but I'm going to declare it in the prophetic that you're going to move and I'm going to sit here until you do. I've actually learned that negative emotion, anger, frustration, these things can actually be fuel for our worship. It can actually fuel it. In fact, I have uh, one of my worship leaders going through something excruciating right now. Her husband is in the hospital dealing with health issues, serious health issues. And we've got, you know, a conference coming up and we're trying to get focused. And she's, you know, one of the central people of this conference and in, in, in making the, the opener happen and writing the song that we're about to do and all this stuff. She's at the center of it. And I'm, I'm watching her respond by worshiping angry, worshiping angry that, that this is happening, worshiping angry that God is allowing this to happen, worshiping angry that the enemy is using it to whisper lies into her head and that she's responding. And then that anger, we're seeing that there is, there is power and there's fuel. Here's what it does. It's real. Man, when people walk into your church 
it's not all sunshine and butterflies. It's just not. Some of them are dealing with some real heavy, hard things. Some of them, the last day of hope, the last Hail Mary of hope is that they are showing up that Sunday. That's where they're at. Well, when we meet them there and say, dude, it's not cupcakes and rainbows over here either. You know, that it actually creates a bridge to authentically reach people and to, to authentically offer something that they're also feeling. But it's, it's, it's also honest. This is who we are. Like, we're on this platform, which can be translated as a pedestal. And for us to come and worship in sadness, worship in sorrow, worship in lament, which, by the way, all of these things and the cumulative principle are seen throughout the Bible, seen throughout how Jeremiah responds to his people in captivity, how David responds to being on the run from Saul. Like, these are real emotions that people have worshiped through. Our great heroes of the faith have worshiped through. When we actually are honest about where we are, are. Guess what? It frees people. It frees them. It doesn't have to be all happiness and Chris Tomlin songs all the time. It doesn't have to be how great is our God endlessly into the sky. It can be like, where are you, God? Where are you? I'm begging for your presence to fall in this place because I've yet to feel it today and I need it desperately. That's real. It's authentic. It's honest. And guess what? That frees people. Religion is what says you don't need. You don't need to be in need. You can fake a happy smile. You can fake that everything's okay. Joy, authentic relationship with Jesus is, hey, I need you right now. (laughs) I'm in desperate need. It feels like you're not even here. I need you to show up. There's also a power and a necessity in worship through the weight It's okay to wait on God. It's okay to be unsure about how you're going to get through the next circumstance, the next situation. It's okay to beg for his presence. It's okay for you to wonder, where are you? I'm in this situation. I don't know how to get through it. I have not heard your voice and I need you to come through. I think of uh, Psalm chapter 40, verse one. I waited, this is David, right? I waited patiently for the Lord. I'm waiting here in this moment. I'm being obedient to keep singing, to keep believing, to keep praying, but I'm waiting here patiently. And he finally, he inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, verse two, out of the miry bog and set my feet upon. We have songs about this, actually. It's so crazy that we read this, Psalm 40, verse one, two, and three talking about this pit, talking about this miry bog, talking about him finally setting my feet on a rock. But we don't realize that he lets David get in the pit. He lets David get in that bog, in that sticky swamp, in that mess. He lets it, he, and that takes time, right? To a pit, dig the pit. So a lot of times we find out we're the, we're the people digging our own pits. He lets us, he allows us to fall into that pit that we might cry out for him to save us and then wait patiently for him to finally pull us out and set us on that firm, secure foundation. All of life is a reminder that we need Jesus. And the necessity of waiting is a necessity to point us to the cross. Now, I want to be careful here because I truly believe you can't worship stoic. You can't worship void of emotion. You can't ascribe worth, weight, and value to something outside of yourself while feeling nothing in your heart. 
but you can worship in the wait. You can say, God, I don't feel it right now, but I'm declaring this truth because I'm going to feel it soon. Or I, I, I'm trusting that your faithfulness is going to bring the affections, the emotions that are going to carry me through this next season. I'm going to worship through the wait. Jesus tells this parable. Two men go up to pray. The first man is a righteous religious leader. And he haughtily looks to the sky and prays to God. But the other man, he won't even lift his eyes up, but he beats his chest. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He says, I tell you the truth. The second man went down right before God and not the first. For some reason, we're afraid of these negative emotions. We're afraid of frustration. We're afraid of just admitting, hey, I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm not, my heart's not in the right place. I'm not, I'm not where I ought to be. We're afraid of, of bringing that to the platform. We're afraid of being honest that that's where we are. But the reality is, is God is waiting for a people to be spiritual and truthful. That's the other side of it, right? Is we bring the essence of truth that is true for us, that, that, that this is where I'm at. This is who I am. This is the, the, the level that I can bring you today. This is all I've got left. You know, I asked my team for 100%. It's a saying, 100% of what you have left. <laughs> you see the distinction there? Hey, if this day required 80% and all you got left is 20, just bring the 20. If this day took 95% and all you got is 5% left, bring the five. Because God is only after what's real and authentic. He's not afraid of negative emotions. He's not afraid of anger and frustration and doubt. He's not afraid of that. He's bigger than that. And he's waiting for us to be honest that he might respond with Jesus.